Welcome to Treadmill Talks with Shannon Maves, a podcast for athletes and fitness enthusiasts to pass the time during mind-numbing cardio while I use my no-bullshit coaching style to educate, inspire, and entertain. I'm your host, Shannon Maves. Now let's walk and talk. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to episode four of Treadmill Talks. Today, I'm going to answer a ton of questions that I get about cardio fairly often. Is it better to do cardio fasted or fed? Should cardio be done before or after weight training? Is the treadmill better than running outdoors? What about the stairs or the elliptical? Is steady state cardio better than intervals? I'm going to cover all of these topics and more. Let's start by kind of establishing what the purpose of cardio really is. First and foremost, it is obviously a way of training for cardiovascular health. And pretty much any type of cardio is going to be beneficial for your heart. But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to be discussing how to use cardio as a tool to help with fat loss by creating a steeper caloric deficit. And I also want to preface this episode by saying that I think everyone should do at least some amount of cardio for the sake of heart health. But in the bodybuilding world, a lot of athletes like to brag about doing little or no cardio because for the sake of body composition, cardio is used as a tool for fat loss. And if a bodybuilder is achieving their physique goals without any cardio, then it does put them in a good position for a competition prep since cardio can oftentimes get pretty damn high late in prep and super high cardio is not optimal for cortisol levels, which is something I will discuss later in this episode. But first I want to address the two questions that I get most often about cardio, which are, Is fasted or fed cardio better? And should you do cardio before or after weight training? Well, guess what? As with most things in the fitness world, there is no black and white answer to either of these questions. It's all going to depend on your goals. Let's start by discussing fasted versus fed cardio. The argument for fasted cardio being superior to fed cardio is the idea that expending calories when energy stores are low will help you burn more fat. But unfortunately, fat loss is not that simple. First, you need to be in a caloric deficit in order for fat stores to break down through something called lipolysis, and then those broken down fat stores need to be oxidized. And that shit doesn't just magically happen because you're running on an empty stomach. And while I'm on this topic, I want to go off on a quick tangent about how fat loss actually occurs. Because if you know me, you know I love analogies, and I have a super fun one that makes the concept of lipolysis super easy to digest. Okay, so let's get sciency first. A fat cell in our body is called a triglyceride. And a triglyceride is made up of a glycerol molecule that is attached to three fatty acids. In order to get rid of, or burn, quote, these fat cells, they need to be broken down and then oxidized. So when we are in a caloric deficit, meaning that we are expending more calories than we are consuming, the three fatty acids break away from the glycerol molecule. Then the fatty acids go to our muscles to be used as energy since we aren't getting enough energy from food. Then when we exercise and we're breathing heavily, those fatty acids are oxidized and are mostly exhaled, not quote, burned. All right. So here's my fun little analogy. Imagine a house party with three friends. Okay, so it's kind of a lame house party, but just go with me, okay? (laughs) The glycerol molecule is the house. 
the three fatty acids are the people hanging out at the house and the calories are the booze. Now, the three people are all having a great time hanging out at the house until they run out of booze. And then they're like, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. Peace out, guys. And they all go their separate ways. That is lipolysis. And only after that occurs can the fatty acids be transported to the muscles and then oxidized where they leave the body. Okay, so the argument against fasted cardio is that it is catabolic meaning that it will deteriorate the muscle mass you currently have. But again, that shit doesn't just magically happen because you're doing cardio before breakfast. Nutrition plays a huge role in fat loss. Cardio is just a way to expend more calories. Again, it is a tool to create a steeper caloric deficit. And as long as your diet is in check, if you prefer to do cardio on an empty stomach, then go for it but there isn't any real benefit or consequence when it comes to body composition. Now, when it comes to energy levels during cardio, I would personally argue that fed cardio is superior. However, this does depend on your individual meal structure and timing, but if you were to eat even just a tiny bit of a quick digesting carb before doing your cardio, you will most likely have more energy to put into it which in theory will help you expend more calories than if you were in a fasted state. But honestly, the difference is so nominal. So just do cardio when it works for you. Which leads me to the next question of, should cardio be done before or after resistance training? Now, in an ideal scenario, resistance training and cardio would be done separately, meaning that there would be at least one meal in between the two to refuel in order to be able to put 110% of your effort into both. But most people don't have a schedule that allows for that, in which case most people will benefit from doing cardio after resistance training, with the exception being someone who is training for some type of endurance-based sport where they need to be able to perform a physical activity after they are fatigued. But if you have strength or body composition goals, You'll want to prioritize your resistance training when your energy stores are high so that you can push as hard as possible during your lifts and then do your cardio afterward as a way to kind of, quote, burn out your extra energy. Because if you were to do cardio first, you would pre-exhaust your muscles and you wouldn't be able to push as hard during your lifts, making it harder to build muscle or even maintain muscle while you are in a caloric deficit. Okay, so what type of cardio should you be doing? Incline walking on the treadmill, running on the treadmill, running outside? Should you use the stair stepper? What about the elliptical or the rower or the bike? What about swimming or hiking? There are tons of types of cardio. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, they will all be beneficial for cardiovascular health. But there are some nuances when it comes to things like body composition. A lot of bodybuilders like to stick to incline walking because it is a low intensity form of cardio that can be performed just about daily with little effect on muscle recovery. The caveat being that it can take up a lot of time. So running would seem like a quick fix for someone where cardio duration is a concern because running does expend more calories than walking, but it is 
also a lot more metabolically taxing, meaning that it is going to take longer to recover from, which can hinder muscle recovery. And if you listen to my last episode about resistance training, I discussed the different types of muscle fibers, which come into play here as well. Because distance running works primarily slow twitch muscle fibers, which don't tend to grow in size quite as much as fast twitch muscle fibers do. So why not just run sprints to target those fast twitch muscle fibers and grow muscle at the same time as expending a shit ton of calories? Well, this is a strategy that can be implemented under the right circumstances. But HIT cardio, which stands for high intensity interval training, like sprints, is extremely metabolically taxing and takes even more energy for your body to recover from than distance running does. And HIIT cardio has been shown to increase feelings of hunger, which can make it more challenging for a lot of people to stick to their nutrition plan. Sometimes I will implement HIIT cardio for an athlete at the beginning of competition prep or during a dieting phase while energy and food are still high. And sometimes I might assign it deep into a prep if we really need to go balls to the wall to try to drop weight a lot faster. But if that's the case, I would only assign HIIT cardio for a short period of time, and it would not be something I would have any client do for an extended period of time because of the negative effects it can have on recovery and hunger. Now, if you're not training for aesthetics and you're training for something more sports specific, like let's say soccer, and you aren't in a fat loss phase, then this is a different topic altogether. The same variables need to be taken into consideration, but when food is high, meaning at maintenance or above, then recovery is going to be a lot faster than it is when you are in a caloric deficit. So what about other types of cardio like the stair stepper, bike, elliptical, etc.? Well, I like the stair stepper for the same reason as incline walking. It's relatively low impact and it isn't too hard to recover from, depending on how high your intensity is, obviously. HIIT training on the stair stepper would have the same things to consider as HIIT training with sprints. But generally speaking, the stairs are good for someone who needs low intensity, steady state cardio, and maybe wants to build up their legs since there is more hip and knee flexion involved, meaning that the glutes, hamstrings, and quads are going to be working more than they would be during something like incline walking. But if you're a bikini competitor who needs to bring down your legs, I would steer clear of the stair stepper for this reason. The bike is another good one that is good for building up the legs, specifically the quads. I like the bike and the stair stepper for wellness competitors, but generally speaking, I wouldn't put many bikini competitors on a bike since having quads that are too muscular will actually be marked down in the bikini division. The elliptical is another popular machine for cardio, and I do like it for some people, but typically speaking, I find that most people have a hard time pushing themselves enough to really challenge themselves on the elliptical. I will, however, assign it to someone who needs something very low impact, maybe during a rehabilitation period after a surgery or something. But honestly, if they need something that low impact, I'd be more inclined to recommend that they try it swimming if possible. Swimming is a killer fucking form of cardio. Even as someone who used to be a competitive swimmer growing up, that shit will still expend some motherfucking calories. The downside to swimming, though, is that it is obviously not quite as accessible for a lot of people, 
And similarly to the elliptical, it can be difficult to really push yourself hard enough. But I found that there are more ways to work around that with swimming, like timing your laps or doing laps every minute on the minute, etc. But swimming is an awesome form of cardio for someone who needs low impact since you're literally not putting any pressure on your joints. The rower is another form of cardio that some people like, but I don't generally assign this unless it is requested because it can be hard on the lower back. And I honestly just like the other forms of cardio a lot better. Now, my personal favorite form of cardio is hiking. I am a total nature lover and quite honestly, I hate most cardio. But when I'm hiking, I tend to forget that I'm even working out and I just get in this zone where I am totally at peace. And getting to the top of a summit brings me this overwhelming sense of calm where I look down at the world and realize how fucking small I am. Plus the serotonin from all the extra vitamin D from the sun probably contributes to that euphoric feeling. As far as things like body composition and recovery, the distance and elevation change of a hike is going to play a big role since hiking is essentially just a mix of incline walking and the stair stepper. Now, how much cardio should you be doing? Well, as I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, I strongly feel that everyone should do at least some amount of cardio for the sake of heart health. Typically speaking, the lowest amount of cardio I would assign to a client would be 15 minutes, two to three times per week if they are just trying to maintain or if they're in a building phase. Again, this is more in regards to cardio as it applies to body composition. If you have performance goals or health goals or anything outside of aesthetic goals, your plan might need to look different. But for someone who is looking to improve body composition and is maybe going into a fat loss phase, then cardio can be used as a tool to create a steeper caloric deficit since cardio is intended for expending calories and is in theory equivalent to just eating less food. Now, I want to really emphasize that I said in theory because cardio is not actually the same as eating less food. More cardio will put you into a steeper caloric deficit with the main downside being its negative effects on muscle recovery. And eating less food will also put you into a steeper caloric deficit with the main downside of being less nutrients affecting things like energy and overall health. But when we use cardio as a tool to put us into more of a caloric deficit, we don't want to just blow our whole fucking load and go from 15 minutes twice a week to 60 minutes, six days per week. Because not only is that going to be fucking horrible to adapt to and recover from, but what happens when our body does adapt to this amount of cardio? Where the fuck do we go from there when we hit a plateau? Because I don't know many people that want to or even have the time to do more than an hour of cardio every fucking day. So similarly to how we want to gradually decrease calories during a fat loss phase, which I will discuss more in depth in my upcoming episode about macros, we also want to gradually increase cardio. At the start of a fat loss phase, I might have a client go from 15 minutes, two to three days per week to 15 minutes, four or five days per week. I'd leave them there for a while to see how their body responds in regards to fat loss, as well as muscle recovery. If or when we get to a sticking point where they aren't dropping fat anymore, and if for whatever reason we don't want to lower food at that time, then I would increase their duration by a percentage of what they had been doing, assuming that they are recovering just fine. 
So if they had been doing 15 minutes five days per week, I might increase them by 10 to 15% and have them do 17 minutes five days per week. But what we don't want to do is increase cardio too quickly. Because as I mentioned before, where do you pull from when your cardio is as high as you can tolerate and you hit a plateau? When it comes to body composition, we really don't want to get too good at cardio because our body is going to stop responding at some point. So it's important to start low and go slow and increase cardio only as needed. Maybe mix up the type of cardio you're doing if your body has really stopped responding. Here's a quick analogy of what I mean by not wanting to get too good at cardio for the sake of body composition. Let's say you're a runner and you are training to do a race. Then your goal is to run faster and improve your pace. But when you start improving your pace, it means that your body is adapting to the stimulus of running. And even though you are getting faster, you're actually expending less calories as your body adapts to and gets better at running. But when someone who has never gone running before all of a sudden runs a mile, they're going to expend a shit ton of calories because it is a brand new stimulus that their body isn't used to. And if that doesn't make sense, try to think about some type of activity that you do regularly and maybe think to yourself when you're doing it, oh man, I'm in such good shape. But then one day you decide to do a different activity and you're just like, what in the actual fuck? Why is this so hard? It's so hard because it is a new stimulus and your body has to work way harder to adapt to it. And you are going to expend a ton more calories than someone who has already adapted to it. The last thing I want to talk about is why too much cardio can be bad for recovery. Similarly to resistance training, rest and recovery are key parts of the process. And any type of exercise is going to be a stressor on your body. Now, some amount of stress is actually beneficial, but too much stress will lead to constantly elevated levels of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And when cortisol is constantly elevated, it becomes harder to sleep, digestion can become slower, adrenal levels can increase, causing the liver and kidneys to become overworked amongst a ton of other shit that is going to make improving body composition even harder than it already is. Now, if your goal is to improve body composition, then there is one key takeaway I want you to get from this episode. Stop doing so much fucking cardio. <laughs> and if you're still spinning your wheels after listening to these last couple of episodes and you want help structuring a program that works for you, hit me up. I'm very active on Instagram at Shannon Maves, or you can go ahead and apply for coaching through the link in the show notes or just shoot me an email to shannonmavesfitness at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Treadmill Talks. If this episode taught you something, lit a fire under your ass, or at least helped you forget how long you've been walking in place, please leave a review or take a screenshot to share on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at Shannon Maves so I can give you some love right back. And thanks again for listening to my Treadmill Talk. <laughs>